1: pack podcast i'm chris and with me always is the dale to my chip tony say hey tone hey guys everybody it's good to be back (laughs) (laughs) he's the it is good to be back on the proton pack it has been too too long and tony says take, take two because technically we've already recorded this show though uh as goes the world. Tony sounded like he was an echo chamber. We were having technical issues. So you guys are getting a slightly modified version of what we've already recorded. So, uh, you know, the, the... And this is episode 57? 57, yep.
0: 57, okay. Um, so this is 57X2 the director's <laughs> cut. So we're going back and reshooting this. Uh, the last one ran about... Under two hours, this will be a lot less. We trimmed the fat, delivering more fun and everything else. But it's great to be back, buddy. I know I just saw you for our other show, but uh, this is great to be doing this with you.
1: Yeah, we had a good practice run, and you mentioned the other show. So, uh, you know what? Let's kick things off the way we do every Proton Pack podcast with some shameless plugs.
0: Oh, it's shameless plug time. It's shameless bloodshed.
1: It is in these hills that Juan Valdez
0: and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: money is cool. Money is that, always cool.
0: Money is great. That Beavis and ButtHead intro makes me laugh.
1: <laughs> it like all fits together so well. It does. Like it does. when I
0: eventually revamp these intros, I don't. I'm gonna have to find another Beavis and ButtHead and try to. Find whatever creative juice I had that day and try to implement it then. There you uh, go. Whatever the future one, yeah.
1: And we haven't talked about it on the show here, but we know Beavis and Butthead are coming back. So I'm looking forward to that. But
0: Oh, absolutely. Me we're too. not
1: talking about that right now. We're talking about shameless plugs. And so the first one is my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders, over at roughriders.com. Oh, are <laughs> we are a 501c Uh, Three dog rescue nonprofit, uh, concentrating on the transport of dogs from the rural kill shelters here to the more metro area where we work with uh, other shelters and other rescues to find them homes, give them a second chance at life, and we're always looking for good donations. You know, uh, it, it it costs money in gas and maintenance and all the things that we have to do to do these transports, and so donations are always appreciated. And you can do that over at roughwriters.org, that's R-U-F-F-Writers.org, or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rough Saves. So that's my first shameless plug over to you, Tony, who does a Sunday show with our good friend Jimmy Jones at Pop Culture Absolutely. Boom. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so I do the radio uh, movie segment uh, on Pop Culture Kaboom. You can the best way to go get it is go to Facebook, look up Pop Culture Kaboom radio show. You can get it off the Proton Pack. We like and follow it. Um, while you're on there, give it a like and follow. Jimmy Jones will give you uh, his TV show, his TV show, his radio show is two hours. Gives you the uh, best it's of uh, library, the latest. Yeah, it's going three. It's going three here in just a few weeks. Um, You'll get the latest in gaming, collectibles, comic books, movies, televisions, conventions. If it's nerdy, geeky, or trending, they'll talk about it on Pop Culture Gaboom. Jimmy has a guest every week. Um, It's a fun little show. My segment is just a movie review trailer. We take hideous, awful trailers that Jimmy picks. I give my sarcastic take and review on it. Generally, we have the same feeling on it, but it's a lot of fun. It's a fast 20, 25 minutes. Um, you can tune in. The show um, is on 95.1 FM KNVC, Carson City Community Radio, or KNVC.org. You can listen all over the world. Personally, just go to the Facebook page, like and follow Pop Culture Kaboom. Everything you want, everything you need. Jimmy Jones delivers the goods on Pop Culture Kaboom. Check it out, and it is, if you're on the West Coast, It is from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Well, it'll be 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Everywhere else, just slide an hour back. Like where I'm at in Colorado, it starts at, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) 8 p.m. Yeah, and it runs till soon to be 11. So check it out. Jimmy Jones, my friend. Thanks for having me, buddy. That's my shameless plug.
1: Yeah, always a fun show to check out. And speaking of fun shows to check out, Tony and I do a daily morning radio show called The Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And uh, we are on a new network, Phoenix Media. If you didn't get the uh, uh, connection there, it is our own network that uh, we're producing great other shows, 24 hours a day uh, of content. We've got rock music that fills in uh, the talk show, uh, where there's not talk show portions. But, uh, you know, Fe- the Christian Phoenix radio show is... More of me and Tone just having fun. It's a, a daily variety comedy uh, just covering topics that we find fun or interesting. A little less geeky, nerdy like than uh, what this is, but uh, you know what? It's a little more general interest. But we've got recurring segments we do. We just did one today, Florida Man, that we do on Thursdays that is always so it's America's much America's
0: penis, kids. It's America's yep. penis. Yep. A lot of craziness down there.
1: A lot of strange things happen down in America's penis. But yes. uh, in any case, check out the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Or as I like to say on the show, that's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. But that does it for our shameless plugs. Let's go ahead and kick off this podcast as we do each and every day with not every day, every episode with TV <laughs> News.
0: Go! The queen of the go! <laughs> Hey, baby. Let's go, father. Excellent. Hail
1: to the King, baby. Hail to the king, baby. All right.
0: You know you know. what's funny is that TV segment is obviously the X-Men intro. Mm. Uh, well, Disney Plus yesterday, this is not a part of the news. This is just totally on the fly. Uh, but Disney Plus released a trailer. Um, they revamped this and uh, to hype up their show. Like X-Men, the animated series, you can stream on Disney Plus, obviously. But they put a new trailer to dedicate the hype. You know, maybe people are getting lost in the shuffle. And they don't know about it. So they put a little amp trailer for something they already have on their network, and it's pretty damn impressive.
1: That's cool. That'll be worth Who knows checking Disney? out, right?
0: Yeah, kind of bringing back X Men to the limelight. I love it.
1: And oh, it was a great animated series.
0: If you can't see. I'm gonna tilt the camera up, but this whole section of the geeky room right here—it's the X Men area right there. Very cool. Comic books, Wolverine, Cable, Gamut, yada yada. Okay,
1: <laughs> I digress. on with this show, all of Tony's varied interests, but uh, let's kick off to. Day's uh, TV news. Boy, I stuttered there a little bit. Debate, 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 debate. The good news (laughs) is. Where's our
0: hearts, as we say on uh, on the Phoenix show? Yeah.
1: The good news is we are not getting a sequel to the horrible Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. Rather, Green Lantern has received a 10 episode straight series order from HBO Max. Green Lantern! (laughs) Billed as a one hour drama, Seth Graham Smith from. It and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter will serve as showrunner and co-write with Mark Guggenheim. That's a fun name to say. I thought
0: you were going to say Abraham Lincoln was like the show writer too. I was like, what the hell? Four I score. I this. Yeah, four scores of vampire years ago. The Green Lantern to put out a ring and said, Green Lantern.
1: Oh in brightest day, in darkest night. <laughs> Uh, What's most interesting, though, about today's, uh, well, that announcement from HBO Max is which famous Green Lantern Corps members will apparently not be on the show. While it says the series will depict the adventures of a multitude of lanterns, the official log line for Green Lantern makes no mention of iconic lanterns Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. From HBO Max, DC, Berlanti Productions, and Warner Brothers Television comes a bold adaptation of the iconic green uh, comic book franchise, a saga spanning decades and galaxies. Green Lantern will depict the adventures of a multitude of Lanterns, including Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, and Alan Scott, Earth's first Green Lantern, who true to the comics is a gay man, and many more. The series will also include fan favorites such as Sinestro and Kilowog, and will also introduce new heroes to the ranks of the Green Lantern Corps. While Sinestro and Kilowog are aliens, the rest are listed protagonists uh, rest of the listed protagonists are all Earthlings. Um, Alan Scott was the original Golden Age Green Lantern, while Guy Gardner was the nineteen eighties creation known for his pugnacious personality and bowl cut hairdo. He's the one who looked like the uh, weird red headed stepchild and oh.
0: Gotcha, he looks like Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. The Red Rifle, yeah. Yeah, Cowboys quarterback. He, I am uh, Green Lantern. I am the Red Lantern. Uh, I got big eyebrows, <laughs> freckles.
1: More recent characters played fo- play football. Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz will bring some diversity to the ranks as the first Latina and Muslim members of the Green Lantern Ooh. Corps. While not stated, it's possible HBO Max's parent company Warner Brothers are holding on to the DC characters Hal Jordan and John Stewart for another Green Lantern feature film, which hopefully is better than the Ryan Reynolds. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. I don't know about you, Tone, but uh, I think DC has finally started heading in the right direction with their different properties and probably best off making this a TV series as opposed to a um, uh, movie.
0: No, I think going the TV show route, especially on HBO Max, now that they've added the DC section to their network is fantastic. Smart move. Um, I, when you were reading this in Greg Berlanti, uh, you say his name. I actually like his name. I like Berlanti the Lantern. Brutus Berlanti, the video game playing lantern. <laughs> His special skills is just playing video games.
1: Well, and those who don't know the name Greg Berlanti, he is the mind behind the whole Arrowverse. So if you watch any of the CWDC shows, he's the mastermind that uh, kind of points then, all of those and interweaves those stories together.
0: Yeah, well, with that little nugget being dropped right there, then you know this is going to be good. Because. The CW knocked it out of the park with all their uh, DC shows. So with him behind this, uh, this is a slam dunk. This is going to be a real good show, and I think it's going to wash that nasty taste from that 2010? is it 2009 or ten? Uh, I don't know. Back in back in the day, the old... 2011. Lantern movie. 2011, okay. Well, you know, 2020 feels like it's been like 20 years, so... Uh, you know, just a little older and uh, this TV show is going to rock, so very excited
1: for it. I agree. Now, moving on from DC and HBO Max over to Mar- Marvel and Hulu, well, Marvel TV Let's th- go, Bob. and Hulu gave fans their first look at the upcoming streaming series, MODOK, Marvel's first adventure into adult-oriented animated comedy at New York Comic Con, when it happened, during a panel moderated by series star Patton Oswalt. Joining Patton Oswalt on the panel was the series co-creator, writer, executive producer Jordan Bloom and cast members Amy Garcia, Melissa Fumero, and Ben Schwartz. Now, which
0: wha- uh, Garcia is from Dexter and Lucifer? Fumero is from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yep. Spoiler: I only learned that from the first time we did the show. And Ben <laughs> Schwartz, um, he is from Parks and Rec, and he's Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: He is. Yep. Uh just. Uh, hilarious guy as well. Now Hulu's No, he is funny. Yeah, Hulu's <laughs> yeah, stop motion funny. animated series follows MODOK, the mental organism designed for only killing, voiced by Oswald, as he suffers a midlife crisis after being ousted from his villainous organization, AIM. Not only does MODOK hate all the other Marvel superheroes, but he also loathes his rival supervillains because he thinks he should be the Alpha Supreme supreme among them instead of being a D-lister. It's just a st- Uh, It's just a double-barreled resentment every episode, Oswald said. He really wants to have his amazing, ominous entrances, and they're always undercut by something mundane every day. And that's what drives him crazy. Now, at home, Modok struggles with his teenage kids, Lou, played by Ben Schwartz, and Melissa, played by Melissa Fumero, while his wife, Jody, played by Amy Garcia, is more interested in her mommy blog than in him. Modok must also contend with the workplace machinations of his fellow mad scientist, Monica Rappaccini, played by Wendy McClendon-Covey. I think I said that right. Now that aim I is owned good. by tech firm Grumble. It sounds like fun. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to watch the trailer. Um, it's sort of uh, um, robot chicken style animation, yes. but uh, I'm looking forward to Marvel doing a adult animated comedy, sort of in the vein of DC's Harley Quinn over there on HBO Max.
0: Yes, and uh, you know I love um, two episodes in on that Harley Quinn on HBO Max. Uh, Fantastic show. Hilarious. Love that It just pushes the envelope and it doesn't give an F Nope. what it does. It's great. And I think MODOK's going to be that uh, and it's going to put MODOK in the spotlight. Uh, The only way I've really been familiar with MODOK, I know I've seen him in the comics, is like the big brain floaty thing with the little hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really remember him from Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That was like my big introduction to him. He's just a big ass character. I was like, oh, Character is pretty cool.
1: Um, well, he's obviously not very popular, but this will this will be fun. Yeah, they're trying to make him more popular. He's uh, the big bad in the uh, latest Square Enix Marvel's Avengers game too. So, uh, oh, you see, know, if you he play that, be you get a
0: lister in that one. Yeah, exactly. One well, Patton Oswalt. Oswalt. Uh, <laughs> Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt. He's already kind of, you know, like, I think his uh, satire and the way he, he, he's pretty much the same all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think him being the voice actor of Modoc's really going to fit the character and uh, the direction of where that show wants to go. So I, I look forward to when it drops on Hulu in 2021.
1: Um, It'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right, folks. Well, that does it for TV news for today. Let's go ahead and get into the box office report for this last weekend. There were actually 10 movies at the box office. So there is something to report.
0: Woo-hoo. You want to go ahead and hit that? Because I don't remember what it's under on this one. <laughs> I think it's like iTunes noise or something stupid.
1: Well, I just played we'll just it. Let just do this. My soundboard's Dude. not working. <laughs> in this. That's setup. all right. We're just
0: gonna do this. Here's your box office report. Woo Fair enough. Excellent.
1: It's right.
0: some like very dramatic doo 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 doo, doo, doo.
1: Um, um. It's something like that.
0: Yeah, that was piss poor.
1: <laughs> well at the box William office Neeson. this last week and Liam Neeson's criminal activity remained on the top of the expectedly modest box office, as Honest Thief collected an estimated 2.3 million over its second weekend. Now, uh,
0: A.K.A. Taken Seven,
1: right? <laughs> also featuring Jai Courtney and Kate Walsh, uh, has a domestic total now of 7.5 million. Brought in that extra 2.7 million from overseas, with a worldwide total of 10.2 million. So, it's doing okay despite what's going on with the movie.
0: It figures. is. Have you seen the trailer for that
1: movie? I have. It looks, it looks interesting. It looks good. The problem with the trailer is it gives away every damn plot point. Well, to be fair, you know exactly what to expect. He has a particular set of skills, and, and then he gets his revenge. I'm going clean.
0: I'm ready to settle down. I'm going to tell you all about the money. Oh, crap. They kidnapped my girlfriend. Oh, crap. They <laughs> killed my girlfriend. She's been taken. I'm coming for you. I'm now going to make your life a living hell. The whole movie... I will talk
1: like this and hunt you down. <laughs>
0: yeah. I still want to see it, though. Who am I, I Can I can make fun of it all I want. I definitely want to watch it.
1: Exactly. In second place is the family comedy, The War with Grandpa, brought in 1.8 million. <laughs> full of actors who are just caricatures of themselves, including Robert DeMiro, De Niro and uh, Christopher Walken. Can you milk a
0: cat, Greg? Can you milk a cat? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that brings its worldwide total to 12.1 million. In third place, and hanging in there since uh, all of this started going down, is the uh, Christopher Nolan movie Tenet. Brought in another $1.3 million. Worldwide, it's made $342 million. So it's recouped its money, um, though it's not as big as it would have hoped to have been, despite everything that's going on.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a really good movie. I recommend that. Uh, if you could still see it while you're in theaters, it's definitely worth seeing in theaters. It's confusing as all hell, but it's good. I mean, it's an enjoyable, confusing movie. All right, all right. Yeah, I know that's such a really uh, wonderful endorsement. Go see it. It's confusing. You won't know what the hell's going on. The more you know.
1: <laughs> yep. And uh, if you guys could hear Tahoe gives it a ring in endorsement as well. So <laughs> All right, Tahoe. All right, in fourth place was a new R rated horror movie that I am not familiar with called The Empty Man with one point two six million. It is adapted from a boom comic series that Again, not familiar with, so uh, not great on its first outing.
0: No. <laughs> it got the crickets.
1: <laughs> and then quickly rounding out the rest of the top ten, in fifth place you have The Nightmare Before Christmas, in sixth place Hoax Pocus, in seventh place Monsters Inc., in eighth place After We Collided, in ninth place Two Hearts, and in tenth place still hanging on is The New Mutants. Excellent.
0: That's quite – you know, I really love seeing uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus up there. It means that people are embracing this time of the year. Obviously, those are two classic Halloween uh, films. Uh, It makes me happy to see, like, with all the crazy crap that's going on in the world today, you can still bring back that nostalgic good feeling by going to the theater, trying to keep the theaters alive because we need need to go support them or they're going to go away. Um, so it's great that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and Hocus Pocus is there. Monsters, Inc. is a surprising one. That, that, I mean, it's a great movie.
1: like it. Yeah. But uh, just a little surprising to see it on the list. I didn't realize they were bringing it back. So that's kind of cool. Did. Yeah. Before, folks, that is your box office report. Let's go ahead and go into our movie news for this Movies? week. Movies? You're the key master. Back it up, Fuzzball. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. This
0: baby is 38 miles per hour. we got to see some
1: serious shit. Yes, you are. Oh, Speak.
0: Doc Brown and his potty mouth.
1: <laughs> Speaking of serious shit, um, our first thing man, is... You
0: said shit. I can't believe you said shit on the radio. It <laughs> is a $40 fine and a New York steak strawberry steak, please. <laughs> we are doing. I heard ha- about it on the Kristen Phoenix show. Yeah, we we're talking Salisbury steak. It made me hungry. Oh,
1: yeah, I'm hungry now too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. First up is our movie review, and if you couldn't tell from the voice Tony was doing, it is from the <laughs> Netflix terrible Adam Sandler movie, Hubie <laughs> Halloween.
0: Oh, did you say terrible? Uh Christian, uh, I'd like to tell you that uh, I signed a very lucrative deal with Netflix, and uh it's very good for, for me and my friend. Did you know that my daughters win this movie, too? Yeah. I put my wife in it, too. It was crazy. Hooby-doo, uh, hooby uh, uh, Halloween, and Halloween is mine. <laughs> uh,
1: in Tony's little 30-second uh, rundown there... That's pretty much yay, the, yay. that's pretty much the entire movie uh, you get a uh, adolescent Adam Sandler <laughs> character again in a poor excuse to bring all of his friends together uh, um, the only saving grace was Steve Buscemi, who was fant- he was the funniest part of the entire movie but other than that Uh-hoo. it was a raging dumpster fire of a movie Mr. that
0: Mr. Lambert Mr. Mr. Lambert do you have a dog, Mr. Lebert? It's <laughs> a really big dog, Mr. <laughs> uh, uh There was some funny parts. It's one of those dumbass movies. It sucked. Hubie Halloween was terrible. And you ain't together. we movie. But uh, I still like the Sandman. I'm, I'm still a fan. But uh, like you said, man, there's some parts. And I... I'm kind of having fun being a goober talking like Hubie. It makes me chuckle, so (laughs) I I might go back and watch it and give it another chance, Mr. Label. You okay, Mr. Label?
1: You do that and tell me how it is on the second run. I I can't do it. You're going
0: to lose your thermos. No, ma'am. That is uh, physically impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chris, what do you give uh, Hubie Halloween on the old uh, proton pack rating system?
1: Oh, if it's out of five. And, of course, we've already gone through this. uh, One and a half out of five.
0: Yes, uh, Mr. Lambert. That is a... The button is not going to work. Okay, very good. I'm going to give Hubie Halloween about a a 2. Go in it with very low expectations.
1: Yeah, and there, I mean, if you are an Adam Sandler fan, there are a ton of callbacks to all his previous movies. But other than that, uh, just know what you're going in for. Don't expect anything good.
0: But like you said, Steve Buscemi was just awesome in it. Um... I do like the throwbacks um, to the older movies. Those are definitely fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just reminds me of uh, the old View Askew universe that Kevin Smith used to do. Right. Uh, just the throwbacks to other movies with characters. Just a lot of fun for fans of those films. And uh, I know I just feel like he's a little too old to be doing these things. But uh, if he just played a normal comedian character, a la Paul Cruz from The uh, Long Shard, that's great. But uh, the voices and stuff for a whole movie like if it's like a little segment video you want to throw online or something it's funny you yeah. know like Juan Pablo no one wants to watch a two hour movie of Juan Pablo i meet that Lambert no big deal but there'll be a big dookie dookie on the road I think you have a dog but it turns out you're a werewolf and then you're in love with David Spade oh just kidding that not David Spade that Rob Snyder oh very good you ride Space Mountain there you brought half freak no one wants to watch that for two hours
1: No, no, no. maybe they do Sexy YT. Yeah, and there were many times during that movie where he would say something. I have no idea what he said. It was. It was. Hey,
0: Mister <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? Christian? uh
1: Well, I think I think I've given uh. Hubie Halloween all of the time it deserves. So let's move on. Uh, Tony, get Bye, that, Hubie. Get that button ready. It is something we Ooh. alluded to at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Disney Plus is moving ahead with a live-action Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie, and it's set to begin filming in the spring of 2021. To add a bit of nostalgia, it's believed that original voice cast, including Tress McNeil playing Chip and Gadget, Corey Burton playing Dale and Zipper, and Jim Cummings... Uh as Monterey Jack are returning to the movie. The film will be directed by Akiva Schaefer, and he describes the film as meta, something self-referential and cool. The movie also won't be an origin story nor a detective agency story. Dan Greger, Doug Mand, and Barry Schwartz wrote the latest draft of the script, and David Hoberman and Todd Lieberman are on Board as producers. now The original uh, series premiered on March 4th, 1989 and ran until November 19th of 1990. The show produced 65 episodes and became even more popular when it entered national syndication where it aired along with other popular cartoons from the era like DuckTales and Tailspin. On the show, Chip and Dale were featured as the owners of a detective agency that solved crimes together. They appeared alongside pilot mechanic Gadget, Monty, and Zipper. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I enjoyed the hell out of the show when it was, you know, part of the Disney afternoon. I love the fact that they're bringing the original voice cast back, and the fact that they're making it uh, meta, you know, something a little uh, poking fun at themselves, uh, I think is spot on. And Disney does movies right.
0: I agree with you. I hope they cast a really good, uh, kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog. I knocked that until I saw it, and it actually wasn't bad. If you get uh, the right live-action actors involved, uh, good script. and especially if they do their CGI, you know, not not too far on the Alvin and the Chipmunk side, but uh, you know, something similar. Because obviously they're not going to be animated; they're going to be CGI'd in there. Right. I just hope that uh, Chip has his Indiana Jones gear on, and I hope Dale has his Magnum uh, PI. Maybe. Hol- yeah.
1: Maybe even rocking the stash. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. I love Chip and Dale, dude. One of my one of my biggest memories of Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, my sister and I were watching it in Carson City and uh, we had a big ass earthquake and uh, we're watching the, in the show and my mom comes screaming out like a banshee out of the you know, she's freaking <laughs> out. As uh, as, Phil, as my as my Philippine family would do, you know, they, they get a little spazzy sometimes when well, they used to. Well, the fridge, like during it, like the fish tank was swaying and the fridge went, ooh
1: boom. Ooh.
0: It just tipped over. Yeah, boy, and Shannon and I just kept watching Chip and Dale like it was nothing. We're just like, <laughs> we're trying to watch a show here. Like, we're good. Yep. So, and not yeah. Only- but I'm, I'm looking forward to this, though.
1: I am, too. And not only was it a great show, it was one of the best games on the original Nintendo system as well.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. Fantastic game. Capcom made some sweet Disney afternoon games. Oh, that,
1: DuckTales.
0: DuckTales. Uh, Tailspin was okay. Darkwing Duck was sweet. But uh, definitely huge on uh, Chippendale DuckTales back then. Um, if this works out well, I'd love to see, uh, you know, possibly... Uh, well, they've already rebooted DuckTales in the animated form, and I really right. like that. Um, I would be opposed to some of the other ones if this does well. So uh, I wish it all the luck. I know it's going to be a Disney Plus movie, so I'm uh, going to be checking it out. Uh, the nostalgia factor is, is a thumbs up for me.
1: Yep. Well, moving on, speaking of Disney and Disney Plus, sadly, in this case... I love
0: Disney, man. It's yeah, the best. They, oh, oh! my God! Well, they, just, they just tickle that nostalgia bone just so well, you know?
1: They do. They do. And, of course, yeah. owning properties like Marvel and Star Wars now. Oh, uh, Mandalorian tomorrow? Can't wait.
0: Oh, it's exciting. Yes. So, obviously, right. you guys know this is live. And this is fresh. Well, when you're watching, it's not live, but it's filmed today on the uh, 29th of October, 2020. So... It is a fresh episode.
1: It is. All right, moving on. In somewhat sadder news, the COVID-19 pandemic has profoundly impacted the movie industry over the past few months as countless blockbusters try to find new ways to reach- Guess
0: what, <laughs> Coronavirus! That, and that is the voice of coronavirus. I'm Ooh, sorry. Yeah. That, that's the COVID voice.
1: Yeah. If coronavirus <laughs> had a face, it would be Cardi B. Um, yeah. <laughs> but- uh, th- <laughs>
0: Uh, Halloween is among us
1: again, uh, you story. Blockbusters try to find new ways to reach audiences outside of the traditional uh. movie theater experience. Many movies have found a way to be released digitally, and it looks like Disney and Pixar's Soul is the latest among them. On Thursday, the Walt Disney Company announced that Soul, their latest original feature with Pixar Animation Studio, will be debuting exclusively on Disney Plus instead of in movie theaters. The film will make its debut on the platform on Christmas Day, December 25th, for those of you who don't already know what day Christmas falls on. The film uh, will what also-
0: day is that? Christmas is among us. <laughs> I am Kringle
1: Dubois. Uh, the film will also be released theatrically in international markets that do not carry Disney+, Plus, with a theatrical debut date still to be announced. Now, I know that's the way it's going. Luckily, it's not following in the same lines as Mulan, where you have to pay 30 bucks a pop to see it. But, uh, you know, as long as theaters are still either closed down or just uh, underutilized... This is actually a good way for them to go, and releasing it on Christmas Day is the perfect day to release it. Um, I mentioned last time we recorded the show that uh, it's tradition for us that uh, you know early in the morning we open presents, we do sort of a brunch, breakfast sort of thing, and then in the afternoon we would traditionally go to the movie theaters and see one of the new releases. That may not happen this year, so this is a good alternative, uh, especially if you have Disney+. Plus.
0: Yeah, I think it's a smart idea. Um, we we haven't been on Proton Pack in a minute, but uh, the, we reported on uh, the entertainment segment of uh, the Phoenix radio show, shameless plug. Um, I'm in charge of uh, doing the entertainment stuff. So I find a lot of little snippets I pull from Proton Pack, so I try to keep it alive daily with that. Um, Disney's going, uh, they're looking maybe at it just moving out of theaters and just focus on uh, streaming. Um, it seems to be successful with Milan dropping back in September for twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, what you and I thought was ridiculous, and no f and way are we paying that? But people it was did. a huge success yep. for them. It made money. It did well. Uh, people were willing to pay that, even though the even though they announced that in December that they would be releasing it for free. But the fans that wanted to see it, man, they paid it. You and I had talked about they should have just done that with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Pushed back from May to Thanksgiving and now it's pushed back to May of next year. I say, just screw the theater on black widow, roll it out on Thanksgiving day. I gladly sit my, my ass down eating my Turkey leg, my mashed potatoes. And I have a date with ScarJo on my screen. I'm good with that. I'll pay 29 bucks to do that. Absolutely. So, um, the fact that they're doing this with soul and not charging you it the tip of the hat, I don't have a hat on, but uh, tip of the hat to Disney. Um, Great move, real great move, and uh, this movie, while the trailer doesn't really do much for me per se to wanna see it, um, the only thing that drives me to wanna see it is it's a Pixar movie and Pixar right. movies are really good. I felt this way about Inside Out uh, a couple years ago with Amy Poehler, um, didn't wanna see that movie but I ended up seeing it and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a fantastic movie.
1: It's so. funny you mentioned that because um, if I had to equate this movie to one of the other Pixar projects, I would equate it to Inside Out, where it's uh, you know a little more ethereal, a little uh, you know highbrow, but uh, still funny to adults and kids, nonetheless.
0: Absolutely, and I got a feeling this one's going to do good. It's got a bang up all-star cast behind it, and uh, of course, Pixar animation is just kudos, man. It's cream uh, of the crop. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. The fact that it's going to be on there, macho. It's uh, this is nice, man.
1: Kudos to that. It is. Moving on, speaking of all-star casts, well, it looks like Spider-Man is getting some serious help in his next live-action adventure, as another one of Peter Parker's mentors is joining the ranks of Spider-Man 3. Doctor Strange, played by Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, played in the Marvel Cinematic Universe by Benedict Cumberbatch, has been added to the cast of the upcoming Spider-Man: Far From Home sequel, which is set to head into production in the near future. And I think it's actually in production right now, based on some uh, yeah. some tweets by Mr. Tom Holland. They're in
0: Atlanta right now. If you live in Atlanta Ooh. and you watch our show, go go get pics, post them on our page. Whether it's the Proton Pack or the Christian Phoenix. Just post pics. There you go. We're not in Atlanta, so go ahead.
1: Cumberbatch will take on this film before heading over to doc- to the Doctor Strange sequel, Multiverse of Madness, which is being directed excitedly by Sam Raimi. Acor- yes! Yes. According to the Hollywood Reporter who first broke the news of Cumberbatch's appearance, Doctor Strange will be acting as a mentor for Spider-Man in the new movie. With Tony Stark having died in Avengers Endgame, spoiler alert, and Nick Fury revealed to be in space at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, Peter has been left without a super heroic father figure. Strange is now going to fill that role. I'm looking forward to it. We already know that uh, we're, we're getting into the multiverse and the Spider-Verse with this movie in the fact that they're bringing back uh, Jamie Foxx and they're bringing back um, uh, Andrew Garfield and, and some of the previous iterations from the prior Spider-Man movies. It's going to be exciting, this next phase of Marvel movies.
0: Absolutely, dude. Tobey is going to get brought back in the fold. Sam Raimi's back in the fold. This is awesome. Now, granted, Sony's you know, they got their own little Sony Marvel universe that they want to build, but I love that they're playing ball with Marvel on this. This is fantastic news. Um, I, the first doctor strange I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was bad. You know, I, I enjoyed it, but I don't think I've been that excited. I'm super excited about all the Marvel movies. I'm excited for is Spider-Man three, obviously. And doctor strange, into the multiverse. Yes, I'm excited for Black Widow and Shang-Chi and, and everything, the Eternals. I, I want to see all those. I'm very excited for the new phase of Marvel. I can't wait. But damn, the multiverse, everything it can do and who it can bring back, it, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And I love that they're doing it and DC's doing it with the Flashpoint and uh oh, man, it's badass. Yeah. This To be a geek in this time and see these movies, this is why we need movie theaters to come back. These are ones you want to see on the big screen. You don't necessarily want to watch at home. I mean, better than nothing, but. True. But yeah, that's why I take, dude, just give me Black Widow right now. Yeah. And, you know. It, Once Mandalorian's over, roll it. Give me a Christmas <laughs> gift. Drop that on my porch, on my Disney Plus.
1: Yeah. And, you know, if you can see it in the theaters, you know, it's fully, especially if you go see DFX with the Dolby Atmos and the surround sound you know and knowing that uh, especially doctor strange is more of a horror oriented movie oh it's going to be perfect yeah. for Well for you know the Disney
0: should just dude they're the biggest movie theater company in the world i mean with all the properties what they should do is just lay the big mouse down oh boy <laughs> <laughs> and they should drop that in theaters you know uh, black widow but at the same time, drop it on video on demand that day. Charge 30 bucks. Yeah. Give people the option. You want to stay home and watch it? Great. You want to go to the theater and watch it? Great. Guarantee you that sparks the theater interest. That'll keep the theaters rolling. I just, I'm waiting for a movie theater to quit being a bitch about it and just do it. Yeah. As Shia LaBouffe used to say, just do it. <laughs> what was his weird ass rant that he did? Oh,
1: yeah. That was funny. That was a good that
0: one. That was funny. Yeah. Oh. I also, on a side tangent about Shia LaBeouf, uh, just flowing off the script here, um, did you see he did that uh, Fast Time at Ridgemont High, uh, they did a celebrity cast reading of it, and he played uh, Spicoli, Really? And he, and he legit got high, smoked the joint, got high, did Spicoli, and I guess he was the funniest part of the whole damn thing, I kind of want to watch just highlights, don't really want to sit through it, but... They, but he got high praise. He had everyone, like Brad Pitt was in it, I think Julia Roberts, and other big-name actors, and they just were rolling in stitches of how he took it so serious and was trying to be that stoner that he legit got high to do it. So
1: That's funny. Yeah, I'd watch the highlights yeah. of that, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would.
1: All right, uh, moving back to the geeky nerdy stuff, and uh, speaking of the MCU, uh, apparently Natalie Portman confirms uh, Jane Foster's story in Thor, mm. Love and Thunder. After a six-year absence in the MCU, Natalie Portman contributed a brief Jane Foster voiceover for Avengers Endgame. However, Portman will have a more formal MCU return in Thor Love and Thunder. At last year's Comic-Con, director Taika Waititi reintroduced Portman in Hall H and gave her Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. In the comics, Jane became the new Thor after the Odinson was no longer worthy of Mjolnir. But according to Portman, That won't be the only aspect of Jane's story in the film. She said it's based on the graphic novel of The Mighty Thor. Jane is going through cancer treatment and is a superhero on the side. I'm really excited. I'm starting to train to get muscles. If there can be all these female superheroes, the more of them they are, the better it is." So I had no doubt that that's sort of the storyline that they were gonna go with, uh, just knowing that they're doing a female Thor and you know what? If this is the last outing for Chris Hemsworth as Thor, I'm okay with it. I, it's one more than I thought we were gonna get.
0: Absolutely. Uh, first off, I just gotta confess my my huge crush for Natalie Portman. I have liked this girl forever. I mean, we're the same age, which is great. We're all. She's a 1981 gal. She's a badass, man. And uh, you know, I was so bummed hot. that she kind of kind of felt oh so hot. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> ever since she was Padme, especially in Attack of the Clones, with that oh. Good stuff. Anyways, I digress. You guys didn't turn on to watch an old man get all Rudy Giuliani on everything here. <laughs> 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 Borat 2 on Amazon. Check it out. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's gonna be a flipping badass, dude. It's gonna be similar to a Padme. Oh, um, not the first Star Wars, but um, and Taika Waititi, man, that dude just phenomenal behind the as an actor. As a director, he's got great vision. He gets it. This dude, the way he took Ragnarok, he took kind of a boring, like, you know, Thor the Dark World kind of was... A little overly uh, serious. Yeah, you know, the first Thor wasn't my favorite, and then Dark World was kind of like, "Eh, it's alright, I'm not really a big fan of these Thor movies, they're just okay. But then Thor Ragnarok, just...
1: Boom. Right. Just that movie was great. Right. From all and, aspects. I mean, the visual style to uh, uh, the humor. And it, it's by far the funniest movie in the MCU.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's it's even funnier than the Guardians movies. And those are, but they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think with Taika behind, uh, in charge of this one as well, I, I don't see it nothing but being successful. So as... I digress. In the last segment, I just said I was you know, excited about Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. you got to put this right up on the list of things to be excited
1: for, for Phase 4. Absolutely agree. Absolutely. All right, and then moving on to our final story. In the movie news, Tony, does Bustin' make you feel good? Well, it's been, as Stain says, it's been a while, but uh, yeah, it always used to
0: make me feel good. Oh! <laughs> oh, you meant ghost busting. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, well, that too. I really enjoyed that, so... Yeah, they don't kids don't ask your parents what that last thing
1: was. So Right, right. It's Ghostbusters. It's that's Yeah,
0: we really were nice. talking Ghostbusters the whole time.
1: <laughs> well, in sad news, if busting makes you feel good, well, you're gonna have to wait just a little bit longer. God so,
0: dang it's just like my love life. Right. Yeah. Where's that sound bite when you need it? you son of a
1: bitch Sony Pictures announced that they would be pushing the Ghostbusters Afterlife release date from March 5th 2021 to June 11th 2021 which just so happens to be uh, pretty close to the release date of the original Ghostbusters film I I, I don't care if it falls on that uh milestone I just want to see this movie already it was supposed to come out you know right at begu- yeah right at the beginning yeah. of the summer movie season it obviously no, actually, got the
0: end of June this year, right? It, it was, was supposed to come out in June of this year and then they got pushed to July and then it said this is because uh the Cardi B coronavirus
1: was too much. That's where the
0: goddamn State puff marshmallow man.
1: It is. Yeah. And uh, this is one where I'm actually okay not having them release on streaming services cuz again, you have to see it in theaters. It's
0: Yes, oh for sure. Yo, dude, you're... and this one's, you know what's bad? I, I'm sure you feel the same way as me. I know you should never get super excited for films, like because if they let you down, it hurts. Right. But, dude, my expectations of this movie is, like, above screen. Like, it is
1: high. I know. I know. Like,
0: it. I am so excited. I think the way I've read, the way I'm reading articles, and the way the actors are embracing it and talking about it and the director, I feel like us Ghostbusters fans are getting a true Ghostbusters 3 right here, and it looks incredibly, incredibly good. And and I hate to bash the girl one, but that just wasn't Ghostbusters. They, no. they screwed so many aspects of that. If they would have just done a standalone, like kind of took the concept of Ghostbusters and made it their own, probably would have been fine. But the fact they inserted themselves as Ghostbusters and stuff
1: doomed it. Exactly. So. And obviously, if you're putting two and two together, you realize that the namesake of this podcast proton pack is a reference to our love of ghostbusters so it's uh this one really hurts the fact that they're pushing it back but i do want to see it in theaters and we'll get it sooner or later eventually
0: yeah well the thing is you're not guaranteed tomorrow so i'm always like oh good i woke up i can still watch ghostbusters well not for another yeah you know six months so yeah, seven months, eight months ago. Geez, who are we kidding? It's a while away, but I needed to go fast.
1: I know, so sad, so sad. <laughs> yes, but that does it for our movie news. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, some talk about video games. Tony, Ooh, I like
0: that. You got that? Hey, video man, you want to play some video games? Here?
1: All right. First first up in video game news, Tony get that other button ready because oh, Mortal Yeah, Co- big doggie. Mortal Kombat 11 will be adding Sylvester Stallone's Rambo as a DLC character. Somebody put me back in the fridge. Yes, we know oh, that's for we know that's from Demolition Man, so stop writing your angry notes. That we don't know what there we're talking about.
0: There was no John about. Rambo sound bites. I'm exactly,
1: sorry. but uh, releasing Rambo alongside with classic characters Molina and Rain. Mortal Kombat will also receive an Ultimate Edition, arriving on November seventeenth, and both the base and Ultimate versions of the game are coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S with free upgrades for current gen owners. So if you're like me or Tony, who have the current generation. If you buy the ultimate version or even the base version, you automatically own the next-gen version as well.
0: Love, love that they're doing this with the new generation systems. Somebody got flipping smart and said, you know what we need to do? We can't forget about all this. We can sell them this and promote this, but we can still include all this. Yeah, yeah. And and basically in a nutshell what this is is taking this current generation of games that we spend our hard-ass earned money on doesn't just sit there and collect dust. We now can take it with us. You don't have to have an Xbox in your corner, Xbox 360. No, no, no. You could play those games. You could play your Xbox 1. You could do all the new stuff on one de- on device. PlayStation 5? Don't want to don't want to have a PS4 and a PS5? No big deal. 99% compatibility. We take it over. We put it on the PS5. You want to buy a game right now because you don't afford a new system? No big deal. We give you a free upgrade. <laughs> Very simple. Juan Pablo
1: approved. Yeah, these games, game makers are starting to get smart. They realize that nobody's Love going it. to buy a game then when they get the next gen, buy that same game over again because... that's another 60 bucks out of your pocket. Rather, you go ahead and release it for that next gen, knowing that people will probably throw down a few more bucks for the DLCs that come out, and that's where they're going to earn that extra money from.
0: Absolutely. Now, one thing I do wish, and they've kind of done this on this generation of systems with certain games, and I get it, they can't do it on first party, but for third party things, I would love to see maybe in the next uh, Injustice or Mortal Kombat, because it's not in this one, I would love to see cross-play Uh, Fighting So, like, from this case, I bought the Xbox version because, you know, I I tend to be more of the Xbox guy because I have so much Xbox stuff. Um, And you have the PlayStation, and I'd love to play against you, but I don't want to go buy that game twice. Luckily, it's on sale seemingly every damn week, so it's not like it'd be an expensive purchase to go buy it. But I digress. I just think that would be a good thing. Obviously, you couldn't do it like with the a game that's only tied to one system. Mm -hmm. If if you're going to do Spider-Man... Yeah, it's strictly going to be on PlayStation. Smash Brothers, strictly Nintendo. So
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that would be a great move, and I think they're getting closer to making that more readily available. Now, uh, real quick, back to Mortal Kombat. Uh, if you are a huge Mortal Kombat fan and you just have to have the collector's edition, not only do you get everything from the Ultimate, but you also get a Sub-Zero Mask Bust, exclusive steel case, commemorative mag- uh, magnet coin, authenticity plate, and... An exclusive DLC, so uh, you know those are the for those super fans who are willing to shell out that much more money for a uh, Mortal Kombat game.
0: Yeah, this game I've bought in the last, so I bought the base model when it came out. Then I bought the combat pack, which was the next one, which gave us like uh, RoboCop and Shang Tsung, Goro, and a few other characters. Now I just bought this one, which gave me Aftermath, which is a new storyline I haven't played yet, and now give me access to Rambo. Um, so that way I can uh, put them back in the fridge. Um, I don't have to sound. There we go. Somebody put me back in the fridge. So, uh, yeah, man, I love Mortal Kombat. I think I these games are flipping fun. And what's great about fighting games is you pick them up small doses. You're on the go. Uh, I don't know so much about how the Switch one handles. I can't speak for that. I can't imagine that's as good as the Xbox or PlayStation. But it is also available on the Switch, so you can at least take it on the go, Right. which is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, always fun. Moving on, Tony has a review of a game that he picked up recently, which, uh, again, sort of surprised at what uh, EA is doing in uh, releasing it at a <coughs> lower price point. Uh, for for all intents and purposes, a good quality game. We're talking about Star Wars Squadrons, uh, the player versus player multiplayer game. Tony, you've had a chance to play it at least a little bit. What's your review yeah, of that I game? Yeah, I played
0: Mission... Fantastic. Okay, so we'll get to the. I'll get to the ending part here. But Star Wars uh, Squadrons is a nice throwback to the old Tie Fighter uh, Rogue Squadron games from systems past, whether it be the Nintendo sixty four, the Xbox, PlayStation two, yada yada. If you grew up and you've played those games, Squadrons does. What it's fan service. It totally is total fan service. You had the the Battlefront games. You know, everyone was excited to play like Call of Duty esque uh, uh, Battlefront uh, Star Wars games, and they and, and EA delivered graphically wise, but the gameplay wise, it was a little bit of a letdown. It wasn't as fun. The second one, they added a story mode to appease people that like stories, except the story was kind of dull and lackluster. So what they did is they said, okay, what do we do? To make successful star wars game we have this license that's fantastic and people love what do we do well they did they hit it out of the park last year where they released uh uh the star wars game and blankets not squadrons but uh oh, dominic uh monahan dominic monahan is the one the fallen order yes a uh, jedi fallen order fantastic and in fact that came out earlier this year that's how long 2020 has felt that came out <laughs> earlier this year Fantastic platformer game. Reminds me a lot of The Force Unleashed. They hit it out of the park with that. Great original story. Squadrons is all flying base. So you want to be into those flying simulator games. It's nothing takes place on the ground. It's told dogfight in the air action. Um, I've only gotten to play one level. Um, I played the story mode. You start out obviously on the uh, the uh, rebel side of things. So... Um, you're definitely starting out in a TIE fighter and everything, and you got to follow a guy around just to get your controls down. And he takes you through the dogfight as you fight against the Rebellion, um, the Rebel Alliance and all that. And, God dang, the graphics, detailed. You feel like you're actually in a Star Wars movie. Uh, but if you don't got the controls down, you can't get a little motion sickness if you're playing on a big screen. Play it at nighttime because you're – you know your Tie Fighter does do a lot of spinning, <laughs> right? Uh, but you once you get used to the controls, it's great. Once you can break away from following the leader and do your own thing, it's pretty badass. Good dog fights, good dialogue, the sound is top notch, and the best part of this game is it's only thirty nine dollars. Unless you go to Walmart, it's thirty three ninety nine. If you wait till Black Friday, got an early Black Friday ad, it's gonna be twenty dollars, twenty bucks. Pick it up on Black Friday. I might just have to do that. $20. It's worth it at $33 and $39, but at $20 Black Friday, that's a damn deal. So uh, on a scale of one to five, I've got to give Squadrons a four and a half. I'd give it a five if I played it more, but based on my one level, my love of Star Wars, graphics, gameplay, what EA has done with this, and the fact that uh, uh, today, today, if you own that game, you can download free DLC in uh, in honor of the Mandalorian coming out tomorrow, you can drive, uh, you can fly Mando's ship, you can add a dashboard Baby Yoda That's so cool. to your to your thing. There's so many cool little things you can do, and it's all free when you add it. I love the price point. Uh, Could recommend this game more. All Star Wars fans or games of flight simulators, Squadrons is definitely worth picking up.
1: Very cool. Two yeah. thumbs
0: up. Four and a half out of five.
1: Yeah, uh, with that Black Friday deal, I'm. I'm- Definitely did I just sell you on that? that? Do 20 did.
0: bucks. 20 bucks. You
1: can't beat that.
0: I'm kind of like, I paid 33. I want to pay 20. But <laughs> I digress, man. I, I'm i stoked for it, man. I If you haven't picked it up, probably save it for then. But killer value all around.
1: Yep. So that was your review of Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, obviously, a Next rape-
0: episode, I'll have a review of Mario 35. That'll sell in the next episode. Ooh. You- uh- Spoiler teaser alert. Yeah. I guess it's not a spoiler, it's more of a tease. There you go. Woohoo! Yee-hoo! It's Samario Mario at 35. I'll give you the review next time on the Proton Pack. <laughs>
1: Moving on with video game news, uh, Tony mentioned a little bit earlier, he's a little more of an Xbox guy, I'm a little more of a PlayStation guy, but one of the biggest draws to the PlayStation are the exclusive Spider-Man games, which uh, mm-hmm. obviously for the PS4, you have the original Spider-Man for that come out, and then with PS5, we're getting Spider-Man Miles Morales. Well, a new Spy- uh, Marvel Spider-Man update is good news for those buying the PS5 at launch, at lunch, not lunch. Lunch. I must be well,
0: lunch? It is lunchtime where we're recording. It is 11.21 your time, 12.21 my time. We talked about Salisbury Steak on the Phoenix show. Yeah. Uh, it all ties together with food time. You know?
1: <laughs> well, taking to Twitter, developer Insomniac Games announced that Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales on PS5 and PS4 has gone gold, which means it won't be getting delayed, and this means it will officially be releasing alongside the PS5 on November 12th. This also means that Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered Has Gone Gold and will be available at launch of the PS5 as well. It's all good news. It's a win-win-win. Now, I probably won't pick up the PS5 right at launch. I like to uh, let them figure out the bugs of the new systems. But the nice thing is you can get it on PS4, and it automatically goes to the PS5 as soon yeah. as that time comes Two weeks about. from
0: today. Two weeks.
1: Ooh, wow.
0: Two weeks. Literally, two weeks to the day it comes out. We'll have... Two weeks from now, we'll have a new Xbox. The Xbox One Series X will be out on the 10th. And then on the 12th, the PS5 drops. It's insane.
1: Yeah. you know. And it- I'm
0: like you, man. I'm, I'm holding off until um, I'm going to let the hype go through. Now, I'm interested in both systems. They've both piqued my interest with yeah. backwards compatibility, what each system can do. My interest level went from before. I'm like, eh, I don't need another system. I'm good with what I have.
1: I'm convinced. I am too. I am too. So it's, uh, you know, maybe after the Christmas rush, you know, everything's selling yeah. out. That's probably when I'll pick it up, yeah. but uh, I, I am excited for it and, uh, you know, unfortunately just, uh, you know, I don't have the time better, for The better,
0: lighter model will be out next year, you know, uh, have a faster processor or something. There always is something new. It's like the, I own the first round Switch and now the new Switches, they like load faster and stuff.
1: Yeah. That's the Switch I have and uh, love yeah. it. Yeah. Great game system. Yeah. But uh, let's finally move on to our last story, not only of the show, but also of video game news. We are talking Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. I'm
0: a Mario and I'm a gonna win.
1: Woohoo! For those of you who don't know what Mario Kart Live is, it's basically a real-world take on the Mario Kart games, where you purchase a little remote-controlled Mario or Luigi, you set up a track around your house, and then you play on your Switch a augmented reality version of a real-life race, and uh, I mean, it just looks like so much fun. Depending on where you live, obviously, if you know you're there with the Tony and the carpeted floor surfaces. Maybe not the best, but in our house, we've got a ton of hardwood where we could set up just a fun track and, uh, you know, let those little RC cars loose and uh, have fun over there on the Nintendo Switch.
0: Yeah, dude, this game, I was telling Chris uh, before we, uh, when we were doing our test run to make sure there was no audio issues for this episode, uh, we were discussing about it. And I was just like, you know, man, I really want that game, but my carpet's my problem but I so want to play it because it tells you don't play. They recommend don't play it outside. Don't set it up outside. You want to set it up in a secure place with good Wi-Fi Cause obviously what you see on your screen is this bitchin' high def graphic Mario Kart augmentation, but obviously the little camera in the device as you're going around the room while you're sitting there watching this little toy is going literally around the room. You're literally driving around your place or wherever right. you're at. Um, we've seen some cool stuff. Um, I what makes me watch it is I keep watching other people's videos on it. I'm just like, God dang it, I want to play it because the track creations are infinite. You could do whatever. Um, yeah, it's it's like uh, WWE wrestler uh, Xavier Woods. He has a YouTube channel, uh, up up down down, uh, video game channel. But he goes by his real name, Austin Creed. Um, on that, uh, he was at their uh, they're at some place called the Thunderdome. I guess they're in a secured place. so They don't get the corona rona. So they could still do their shows. <laughs> well, anyways, he set up in the wrestling ring. It was pretty badass. Like, they had Mario going around the wrestling ring while, like, one of the wrestlers was doing push-ups, and it was it was pretty damn cool.
1: That's, that's really um
0: cool. And then he brings other wrestlers on his shows, and they'll, like, race around the backstage area, and they set up stuff. So it's a fun – his channel is a lot of fun to watch. He's very entertaining, but uh, uh, it's a shameless plug for – for a guy I don't even know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's entertaining enough. But, I, but watching those, I'm just like, you know what? I really want that damn game. Uh, I don't know how I would play it in my house. Uh, well, we- I could literally set it up while we're doing the Phoenix show and or the Proton Pack, and you could see it in the background just go. <laughs> I just worry about the carpet thing. I just don't know. Now, if Costco gets this... Mm-hmm. I'm going to get it because I want because then if it sucks and it doesn't set up well for me, or I'm just like, you know, that's super gimmicky, uh, I'm, I'm never going to play that. Then at least I know I can take it back. but
1: well and we It's were, a free
0: download on the
1: eShop, too, which you can't go wrong with. Yeah. We were even saying in the first time we recorded this that, uh, you know, Tony could get this as a team builder at Costco and set it up at Costco, you know, and talk about, I mean hard floors and and infinite space that would be so much plus
0: we do have like work wi-fi it's not the greatest wi-fi but we do have wi-fi in there um so we could always hook it up to that and i think that would be a lot of fun man that'd actually be really badass to set up at costco i think you should give it a
1: try and let us know how it goes (laughs) yeah hey
0: (laughs) You've you've piqued the interest, brother. Thanks for putting that nugget in my head.
1: There you go. Well, we haven't played it yet, but IGN gave it a rating of 7 out of 10. That is a good status, and they said Mario Kart Live home circuits, course creation, and in-game tracks are a blast, held back by some key limitations, which my guess is they'll probably fix with updates, DLCs, things like that.
0: It's getting solid reviews. It really is. And I don't think we talked about it last time, because I know we're at the end of our show. Uh, a real quick review too. Go pick up uh, Mario 3D All Stars for the yes. Switch. Uh, that's a five out of five. Great nostalgia. Updates coming in November to fix uh, some of the control sticks that don't quite work how you remember. They'll work soon. But uh, squeezing that little review in at the end because uh, I don't know if we covered it last
1: time or not. I don't recall, but again, well worth a pickup. That's a- And it's limited. You have till the end of March to pick it up. Just throwing that. That's out. right. I forgot. Well, folks, that does it for this episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. As always, we appreciate you guys listening, downloading the podcast, watching us on Facebook Live, and always chiming in, letting us know what you think, um, and you know, putting stuff up on our page, which is facebook.com forward slash Proton Pack I've been yes. talking for about five hours straight now. Yeah, so.
0: yeah he's. we did the thing. So uh, like us, subscribe, share us. Um, Follow us. uh, Check out our radio show, The Christian Phoenix Show, Monday through Friday. We are your laughs and levities every day in a crazy, crazy world. I got to say, Chris's line. And the last thing I have to say is, remember, kids, sharing is caring.
1: All right, go ahead and play us out, Tone. I am Ocelotista, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Woo! Okay, wow. Mommy?
0: Where's Fluffy? Goodbye.